listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 All right, RJ, let's take a look at the rematch of last year's AFC Championship game. The Kansas City Chiefs, two-and-a-half-point favorites, hosting the Buffalo Bills. Okay, now home field advantage used to be three in the NFL. That was if you had even teams, home team, give them three. History, recent history, says that's too much. Last year, obviously, home field was less because of the lack of crowd. But even if you move away from and discount that year, the year before – it was almost break-even home and road. Now, if you say, well, but RJ, what about big sample size? We hear you say big sample size all the time. Well, what's bigger, the last 20 years or the last year, not counting last year, 2019? You know what? You're right. But the how proximate, how close a year is tells you about, huh, has anything changed in the time from the 20 years ago till, let's say, 2019? Yes, Travel is so much easier. Charter planes, the the professionalism. Oh, they're not on school buses coming from the airport anymore. And the numbers tell us there's been a downward trajectory of the value of home field to the point now that two, two and a half, based on how good the home field is, is the standard. Okay, let's call it two and a half because Kansas City does have a pretty good home crowd. This line is moving towards three. It was three. It's two and a half. Now it's moving up a little bit. It's in between two and a half and three. So what does that tell us? The betting market right now believes the Buffalo Bills are inferior to Kansas City. That Kansas City is better by a smidge. A.J. Hoffman, do you agree with that? I do not agree with that. I think the Kansas City Chiefs have the worst defense in the NFL. I think the Bills improved their defense in the offseason. And Kansas City's still adjusting their offensive line right now. So I, I think that this is a totally different... When you say different- adjusting, a lot of changes on the O-line. It takes cohesion over time. Maybe they're better at the end of the year, but right now you're not sure. Right. And Patrick Mahomes this year has been under a lot of pressure. And he's passing. He's completing just about 50% of his passes under pressure. Well below what he normally does. Where is Patrick Mahomes ranked this year's performance in your quarterbacks? Number one, Number perhaps? One. <laughs> so so our concern isn't the best quarterback in the NFL. No. But you're saying, hey, maybe, just maybe, there's a chink in his armor. In a high leverage spot, if they blitz him, he might be vulnerable. I also think the Bills— Is that correct? That is not? correct. That okay, is correct. Start yeah. there. When I ask a question, answer, then move yes. on. Go ahead. I also think that the Bills are going to play this game a little differently than they did last year in the AFC Championship game. This is you guessing. This is me assuming. All right. They settled for threes last year in the AFC Championship game. I think they've learned their lesson. You cannot do that. They got out to a 9 nothing lead. At the end of the first quarter, they were up 9 nothing, and they were feeling really good, and then Kansas City turned it on. I don't think that's the case this year. I think the Bills will be more aggressive. I think this is a very solid point. So let's think about what it means to settle for threes. It doesn't mean you're saying, I'd rather three than seven. I don't like math. No. Everyone wants seven instead of three. But are you willing to risk not getting three for the chance to get seven? Fourth and three from the five kind of thing. Now, the Twitter geniuses, they tend to think you should go for it every play. No matter what. There's that one high school that does that, right? Okay. But in general, the league has moved in the direction of going for it more. Higher risk. Why? Well, the offenses have gotten better, so it makes more sense. And once someone else starts to do that, there's more pressure on you to do that. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Now, one of my great debates is if you watch the Patriots play the Bucks, it did not play like that. It looked like 1995 when it came to who was going for what when. Is that a sign that Belichick is falling behind, or is that a sign that he understands in given situations it's still right to play the old way? What we I don't know, but I don't think Belichick's falling behind. But what we know is Kansas City goes for it a ton. And what we know is you better go for it if you want to stand a chance if they're rolling. If Kansas City's rolling, and oh, by the way, last week against Philadelphia, Kansas City won easily. Philadelphia punted zero times. So Philly punts zero times. And you still lose the game by, what was it, double digit, right? 11 or 10? I think 11. Yeah. Is, that means that you better make those fourth downs, and you're not going to be punting much. So in general, Buffalo played a little bit old school last year. They would have been, in theory, three plays away from being up 21 nothing, right? If you kick three field goals, that means on fourth down, three different times you said field goal instead of a chance at a touchdown – if they would have went for three touchdowns and just hit three in a row, and listen, three in a row is not easy. No. But if if you do, you probably got that game won. And let's think about this. When you're the underdog, a high-variance play style works. As much as we can say Belichick was behind maybe by not going for it in this spot or that spot, he had, what, two trick play, two uh, other people threw passes? So he's an underdog in that game, a, a touchdown underdog against Tampa. He played a high-variance game by trick plays. Do you also buy into that being Josh Allen and, the, and Sean McDermott, all these guys, their first shot at a big game like that, an AFC championship game where the Chiefs had already gone through it last year, won a Super Bowl? The moment may have been bigger or felt bigger for Josh Allen and Sean McDermott than it did for Mahomes and Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, at that time, three years before New England had beat KC on that offsides call, the next year KC won the Super Bowl. The next year, KC, uh, let's think about this. They won the Super Bowl against the 49ers, right? And then the next year was, so were they the defending champions? They were the defending champions because this was right, right before the Bucks. Kansas For some City reason, I thought they Super lost Bowl. the Super Bowl other than San, uh, but they won the San Fran. Okay, yeah. So it had been two years in a row they had made the Super Bowl. This would have been the third. Uh, okay, I, I, I follow you here, and I'm getting the years mixed up. But your point is valid, which is the the Bills were less experienced. And I think you're right, yeah, because – Listen, any I mean, think about you. There was a time you were doing whatever radio, then you got a chance at something bigger. And the first day or two or week, you're not going to be as loose, right? I can remember I had done some local radio back when the Tim Donahue thing had started, and I did some original reporting on that that, was, that got picked up everywhere. And I was in L.A. on business, and SportsCenter got a hold of me and said, hey, can you do a hit like in 20 minutes? I'm like, uh, I did Albuquerque radio once, you know, it was like one of those things. And let me say, it's on YouTube. I'm never going to retweet it, but you can find it. <laughs> it is uh, very nervous. I was like, yes. And then Mr. Donahue, you know, it was one of those things. So if you're the Bills and you're McDermott, I think you're a little tight. I do. Now, here's the catch 22. Do you get loose just because it's the next year? Or do you think, oh my gosh, we've been waiting all year? Because their whole offseason, the Bills, 
were focused on beating Kansas City. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. So if they get down 10 nothing, do they look at themselves and say, yep, nothing we're going to do is going to change. Like, we can't beat these guys. I mean, there's an emotional element here that if they lose, it could be crushing. And if they get down big in the game, they could be crushed. The Bills, because they they focus so much on beating this team. I mean, look at I mean, this is an old school reference, but Bum Phillips was the coach of the Houston Oilers, and they tried to beat the Steelers. And year after, you know, it was like one day we knocked, one year we knocked on the door, next day we banged on the door, and the next year, not day, year, we kicked it in. Well, you know, you never kicked it in, right? And then what, you know, so. I think you can become the look at the Bills where the actually Super Bowl Bills with Levy. That fourth Super Bowl where they lose? No. <laughs> because they they thought, "Oh my god, this is, you know, we got to do something different." I don't know. I think Buffalo isn't there yet, but they lose this game, it might be snake bit. Could be, but remember it's just a regular season game and I also then think Then why would winning matter then? Well, winning matters because for seeding purposes certainly. But it's just a regular season game. But I also think that the Bills are the kind of team that if they get down 10 nothing, there's no reason to panic because this offense has shown that they can Well, put but up that's some the thing. If you get down to Kansas City like that, you've got to stop them multiple times. Yeah. And whatever you want to say about Kansas City, the offense is rolling. It is. And I'm not saying you're saying otherwise, but it's, we're talking about are they the best or are they the best by margin is the, the only question. Kansas City's offense. But their defense very well may be the worst. DVOA is a respected metric. Kansas City's defense, number 32. I call that last where we come from. You got an early pick on the game. I like the Bills. Uh, I, I like the Bills plus the points. I, I'd like to get a three, but if not, I, I may just take a money line. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Mistake. Who wins more close games than Kansas City? The Seahawks yeah, that, are about the only ones, but yeah, they, they, the well, Chiefs I don't, win and don't cover all the time. So is that the time to say, don't give me the points against those guys? You might be right. Yeah, I I think, in fact, we got to say there's a ban on money line plays against the Chiefs, you know, for a while. Eventually it will turn around, but boy, if Mahomes has the ball late, and plus they usually don't even need to come back. It's usually just got to get a first down to win the game. And this game does kind of feel like whoever gets the ball last has has the best chance to win it with the with the Chiefs' defense being so poor. All right. I, I would say my last point on the game, and we'll talk about this tomorrow too. And remember, on Friday, we've got the most popular segment of the week is we spend about a minute or two on every game and I give you one or two things, and AJ gives some too, especially in the colleges, that you got to know if you want to know about the game. You might bet the game, you might not, but if you want to be fully knowledgeable about the game, these are factors that other people aren't talking enough about. So the Bills, they've been really focused on their defense, specifically pressure on the quarterback. That was what they did in the offseason with some of their signings and some of the moves they made. I just wonder do we know how good the defense is? They've had two shutouts, but this has been against, well, let me just say this, Big Ben, the aged Big Ben, Miami. Which uh, was a half to a game, half percent game. I'm not sure which is worse. They're, they're, together, there may be half a quarterback. Washington. So Heineke. And Houston. Davis Mills. So they literally haven't, they played the corpse of Big Ben, and listen, I'm a Steelers fan, right? So I feel bad about it. And I give him credit, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't play well at this point. 
Miami, Washington, Houston. How good is the defense? They've played for Buffalo. They've played three of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and Taylor Heineke, who looks good, but I don't have he much. Does not look good? In. He looks like he might be average. It, but I, right I, or wrong, you, he doesn't right. look good. Yesterday, you said that we recorded our podcast. Yesterday, you said. The Bills' strength of schedule, and I, in my mind, I said, you know what? They played the Steelers, the football team, and the Dolphins early. I thought it was a decent schedule. In hindsight, those age, those those wins and that Steelers loss, none of it has aged well. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thursday night football match, the L.A. Rams headed to Seattle. The Rams, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Now, do you have your prop bet? I do have my prop bet. All right, hold on, hold on. Four straight winners, perfect on the season, going for 5-0. and I thought he might beg off. This is what the old-school touts used to do. They'll be like, you know, I, I booted up my computer, ran it twice, and one of them's almost good enough, but... We're going to pass. You know why I went 4-0? Because I'm discerning with my picks. And then it just lets you be undefeated for another week. We don't do that kind of stuff. Well, I thought you would, but I'm happy you got your pick. I got pressured. You feeling pretty sure about it? I'm feeling good. All right. Uh, maybe you, you know what? It may be lucky for me for you to not like my pick because that's worked, that worked out last week. Well, history week. says no. So we'll do your <laughs> best bet on the prop in a few minutes. Tonight's game, here's the trend that – really backs up Seattle. Seattle's quarterback, Wilson, on Thursday night football, last nine games, 9-0 and straight up. 9-0 and straight up. And of those nine games, only lost one against the spread. All right, so when you lose one against the spread and win nine straight up, it's pretty darn good. Russell Wilson plays well on Thursday night. Now, the question I got to you, AJ, is with a lot of trends, the question is, is it randomness, like left-handed quarterbacks with red hair east of the Mississippi after midnight, or 14-2? and What's the correlation? I think a Thursday night trend is important because Thursday night's like, or unlike, unlike any other night, any other game. It's so short. Think about it. You play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, play the next day. Normally, play Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You literally have half as many prep days. Do you think that trend, nine straight winners, Russell Wilson, on Thursday night is meaningful? I do think it's meaningful. I think it's important how a team preps on short notice, and clearly Russ is good at that. Yeah, on short rest, good prep for Seattle. Now, there's another trend that kind of feels correlated to it, but this one is league-wide. And McKenzie, pregame.com research, has really driven the research on this one, has done a good job with it. What's the difference if a team has to travel a long distance on short rest or short distance? So our demarcator was 850 miles. If you're more than that or less than that, it's either short travel or long travel. 
in long travel. And that's what it is, even though it feels like, well, the Rams are on the West Coast and Seattle's on the West Coast. Seattle's way up there, way up there. Look at the map. I'm always surprised how up there it is because I'm not great at geography. I can't lie. It's more than 850 miles. It's like 1,100. Those travel teams, so this would be the Rams in this case, 31 and 44 against the spread on Thursday night. On Thursday night. So, hey, short rest. Some call it short notice. It is a long trip. Then you go play a football game. Not to mention, historically, Seattle's had a great home field. So how much of this is Russell Wilson? Or how much of it is, as you said in prep, AJ, hey, almost anyone traveling to Seattle, it's going to be a long travel trip because they're way up there. I think those trends together, I don't even have to care which one it is that's more rational, that is, that, which one it is that's maybe the cause of this. Both of them apply, and both of them point to Russell Wilson. But there's one that goes the other way. And this is why it gets complicated. Maybe we'll just play AJ's prop. We're straight out of Vegas. Here's the counterpoint. Seattle versus Coach McVay. All right. They've played nine times, and Seattle's only won three. Three and six against McVay. Now, considering the fact that McVay has a pretty specific scheme, Seattle's had Wilson that whole time, it feels like that their team-to-team matchup is meaningful, and that is advantage McVay for sure. So on the game itself, AJ, do you have a lean, a like? What do you got? I like the Rams in the game. Uh, I, I I think I worry because that prop or that, that stat you just said. Remember, McVay last week was eight and zero straight up against the the Cardinals, and mm-hmm. they they took him to the house. So, so th- does that mean that th- that invalidates this trend? It does not. Okay. That that's my point, and I, I also think that Seattle defensively is still very flawed, and the Rams have a ton of guys who can take advantage of that. Co- covering these guys is going to be very difficult for them, and the offensive line is bad, which is not what you want against the Rams. Okay, we got, here Here he comes. Let's give him a little intro. Guitarist and founder of English rock band Led Zeppelin. Oh, wait, wait, wrong one, wrong one. Four straight winners, A.J. Hoffman. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Higby over 40 and a half receiving yards. This should be a game where the Rams lean on their tight end. Uh, he's proven to be a big, a big play guy for them and a lot of defense have had to adjust and take away Robert Woods Robert Woods who was so great last year they've done it here's the deal he's he this is who's taking advantage of that he and Cooper Cup only Kittle and Waller have a higher percentage of snaps taken at tight end this season since McVay's been LA Higby's averaged four and a half receptions 53 yards a game against the Seahawks about 12 yards a reception I think it's going to be a heavy diet of Tyler Higby tonight Higby over 40 and a half yards is my play for tonight Okay, I'll co-sign it. All right. I don't know anything about it, but it sounds right to me because what I like, and it looks like just breaking, uh, Chris Carson is out for tonight's game against the Rams, neck injury, which kind of speaks to, it kind of helps your tight end, right? It means short passes instead of running the ball. No, that's the, the Higby's the oh, Rams I'm, tight end. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Carson out for, oh, well, let's think about this. So they run less, they throw more. That means maybe it's a higher scoring game, and which is good for over. Good for me. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.